Welcome to Musings on Faith, a podcast from St. George Episcopal Church in the Villages, Florida. I'm Marianne DeSantis, a parishioner at St. George, and today I'm talking with our rector, the Reverend John Kelly, about the Christmas season and the days that lead up to Epiphany, a very important day in the church calendar. Father John, typically we start hearing the popular song about the 12 days of Christmas early in December, if not earlier. But those 12 days are not when we think they are, are they? No, that's right, Marianne. Thanks for having me here. Well, there's all sorts of versions of the 12 days of Christmas. I go back to my favorite, which is the one sung by the Muppets. <laughs> and uh, I was thinking about that one. I knew you were going to ask me that question because uh, my wife, Tish, and I were watching the Hallmark Channel last year, and there was an advertisement for the 12 days of Christmas, and they were advertising their movies, and they meant that the 12 days of Christmas began on the 13th or 14th, and that's where most Americans are at. But for most Christians and Episcopalians, we believe that we're celebrating the four weeks of Advent, which are those weeks usually beginning the last weekend of November leading up to Christmas Eve, but then we're believing that those 12 days of Christmas begin on Christmas Day and then leading up to the Feast of Epiphany, which is um, um, January 6th. So you're saying we shouldn't be throwing out our Christmas trees or packing up our nativity scenes on December 26th or even January 1st. Yeah, uh, I think it's something that always troubles us clergy and and maybe some of us uh, other people too is when you're walking down the street on December 26th and you see a Christmas tree on the curb because our feeling is, or at least certainly my feeling is that the Christmas season is just really beginning on Christmas day. We've celebrated Advent and now we're entering the Christmas season and the Christmas season again is going past New Year's day and it's going all the way through Epiphany, January 6th. Well, before we talk about the significance of Epiphany, Tell me more about the 12 days. Mm. I know mm-hmm. in some European right. cultures that December 26th is St. Stephen's Day, and they mark the day with a holiday-style feast on that day. Right. What are some other saints that are honored during the 12 days? And tell us a little bit about St. Stephen's. Sure. Well, how could you not forget? You can't forget St. Stephen's Day because there's that one carol we sing on the Feast of Stephen's. And... St. Stephen's is September 26th, and it reminds us that the birth of Christ was good news, but it was hard news too, because uh, St. Stephen is the first martyr, and we don't want to forget that. And Stephen's Day for our friends in England is an important day, because that's Boxing Day, and that's the day when lots of children are opening up presents but then, as I say, it, it wasn't a great news. I mean, it, it was a hard news because on the 28th, we're celebrating Holy Innocence. And that's the day all the some of the boys in Bethlehem were martyred uh, by King Herod when he was trying to find uh, the Messiah. So it, it, was, it was tough news. You know, you have a Messiah coming and yet it, there's going to be a sacrifice to be a disciple, the disciple of Jesus Christ mentioned earlier that there's uh, in some traditions uh, there's this 
the the twelve days of Christmas was mm-hmm. actually a catechism song. Oh right, yeah, and you know there's that one thing that um, it was not easy for English Catholics to learn their faith following um, following the rise of Protestantism um, in in England and. There's lots of different theories about it, but if you look at the 12 days of Christmas, each one of those little things, each one of those days was a little bit of a catechism tool for each one of the children. And as I say, there's lots of different theories as to what day meant what thing, but the the third day of Christmas was a little tool to help children learn the Trinity and and such things as that. The five gold rings represented one little part of Christian theology. But it's really interesting if you look at all one of them, each each one of those things, it was a different way for people to learn about their, young boys or girls to learn about their Christian faith. Okay, okay. Well, and not to mention it's just a fun song. Yes, it's exactly. Song. It's not just about Grover singing, <laughs> singing about uh, drumming drummers. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, well, that brings us to Epiphany Eve, mm-hmm. which right. is also known as the 12th night. Mm-hmm. Um, is this when holiday decorations typically come down? And what right. else should yes. we know about the yes. 12th night? Well, you know... There are some traditions that say that when that's when holiday decorations come down. Don't tell my my grandmother that because my grandmother kept her tree up until all the needles were practically down <laughs> on the ground. But according to some traditions, that's when the holiday decorations are are, are to be coming down. Uh, but um, the twelfth night goes back to the fourth century, and that would be the end of the Christmas season, and then the Eve of Epiphany, which is really one of the chief Christian feast days. And that then would have been the time that you traditionally would have tech, taking your decorations down. But, you know, that's really a, that's really a personal choice. There's someone in my neighborhood who still has their Christmas lights out. <laughs> they still have them out. So uh, there you go, yeah. year round. Yeah. Well, that brings us to Epiphany on January mm-hmm. 6th. Sure, absolutely. What, yeah, and what is the significance or meaning of Epiphany? Right. Well, the chief thing is it celebrates the coming of the three wise men. Um, and we, by tradition, call them Casper, Belshazzar, and Melchior. We're not really sure what their name is. But Epiphany means showing or revelation and the good news of it is the fact that they come from far countries and it reminds us that Jesus's revelation or showing is one uh, that is given to not just the Jewish people, but also to Gentiles. And to, Epiphany has always been for a, a fun celebration for me. I served at a church for, the while, uh, for, for a while, Church of the Epiphany in, in Pennsylvania, and we would always have an Epiphany party and we've had epiphany parties here at St. George, and you do certain things as you would chalk a door, where you put a little chalk mark on for Belchior and, and Casper and Melchior, just so they would know what house to go to. And that's, yeah, that's a lot of fun. And when, then we'd have a king's cake, and then that king's cake, you have a little gold coin in there, and then whoever got that slice of cake then had to put on the party for the coming year, and... There, there's just a lot of fun for at a at an epiphany, epiphany party. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And I see here that you had mentioned the gold, the frankincense, mm-hmm. and the mirror. Right. What, any, what can you tell us about those three gifts of the Magi? Well, they have, a, they have significance. Um, the gold, of course, was gold given to a king. And the significance of the frankincense is frankincense is what would be used in worship. And so the, that one gift symbolizes the fact that we are to worship Jesus as king. And you have to think about Mary. I always think of that, and I think I preached on this once, um, using each one of those symbols and what they meant. But then that strange gift to give a mother something that would have been used in burial. And that's that's what the myrrh is. The myrrh would have been used for that to prepare a body for burial. What an odd gift to give a mother. And one one story or tradition is that Mary did keep that. And, yeah, and kept that for 33 years. Which is an interesting, oh yeah, yeah. Which is an interesting concept that she might have that she might have done that. But yeah, that's what those three gifts represent. Okay, okay. When I was doing my research for this podcast, mm. I read about Candlemas, which right. occurs forty days after Christmas, and that's a day I'm not familiar with. I read that a few people even leave up their decorations until Candlemas. What can you tell us about Candlemas and how it relates to our discussion today? Right, sure. Well, Candlemas, it's called Candlemas because uh, on that feast day, some people might literally have their candles uh, blessed. And people in centuries back, that would be their form of illumination, which would be their candles. And so that's when they would have had the candles that they would be used using in their homes. Uh, That's when they would have them blessed. But another way to call it would be the purification of the Virgin Mary. And so according to Jewish law, after childbirth, that is when a woman then would go to the temple to be purified. And that's, that's when Mary went to the temple. It was, yeah, it was 40 days after the birth of Jesus. But this is a wonderful feast because it's then that she went to the temple and she met Simeon and Anna. And Simeon and Anna meet Mary, they meet Jesus, and they've been waiting all these years for the coming of the Messiah and uh, Simeon holds that, holds that child and he says, yeah, uh, this child has come for the consolation of Israel and yet your heart is gonna be pierced. That is so amazing. And then he gives this wonderful uh, wonderful song, which I love, it's, it's, we say it whenever we say Compline, Lord, you now have set your servant free to go in peace as you have promised. For my eyes have seen the Savior whom you prepare for all the world to see a light to enlighten the nations and the glory of your people Israel. I love that. And that is what was said on Candlemas. Great scripture. And that reminds us all about what Christmas is all about and Epiphany. It's a wonderful, (laughs) wonderful canticle. Yeah, yes, yes it is. Well, anything else to add about the 12 days, Epiphany or anything? All I can say is we're in November right now. No, I can't wait for Advent. I can't wait for Christmas. I can't wait for Epiphany. I'm so excited now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, learning that the 12 days of Christmas occur after Christmas Eve and not before is going to be a real Epiphany to some people. And the best part is we can enjoy our holiday direct decorations a while longer. Yes. And, Thank you, Father John. And this has been very enlightening. And Merry Christmas to you and Merry Tish Christmas and your to family. You. Thank you, Marianne, and yours as well. And happy holidays to all our listeners. 
If you have questions and comments, please send them to musingsonfaith at gmail.com. Thank you.